Hey everyone, I'm Amanda. And I'm Allie. We are so glad you've joined us today. Our podcast is a platform for women to share their stories. We have a different woman share a story on the first of every month. Sometimes we laugh, sometimes we cry, but in the end, it's always encouraging. Be sure to hit subscribe so you'll be alerted the next time we have a podcast. We'd love to connect with you on Facebook, Instagram, or our website, livingoutloud.today. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you will enjoy the show. Now it's time to meet our next guest. Hey, hey, welcome to our November podcast. November? I love November. You know why? Why? It's my birthday month. That's right. And baby Bo. Yes, he will be a year old, but I just don't want to think about that yet. I'm not ready. Bo the babe. I know. Oh, I love him. Thanksgiving, it's just such a sweet time. I do love November. It is. I, I love this time of year. It is my favorite. I will say it's a little hard this year, a lot hard really, just being honest. This is the last time that, you know, um, my family, immediate family was with Hayes, my nephew who passed away in December, or I really stepped into heaven. Um, he, so I think about that. I'm so grateful yeah. for that time we had, but it's, it's hard. Grieving's hard, yeah. you know, especially through the holidays and um, all the first of everything not being with him so that's hard y'all can pray for us um, about that I know many of you guys have already been through this somewhat um, of just missing your loved one um, at all times but especially during the holidays so yeah. but what a good reminder to you to just cherish those times that we have together as a family yes I'm so grateful yeah, yeah. Okay, my voice is muffled, and so I hope that you guys can hear me. I'm going to do the best I can, but um, I've just had sinus stuff going on this week, and I've, my voice has been in and out. But Well, you sound great. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, I have a question okay. for you. I love your random question. What is something that you don't need, but you can't live without? So you have to define need because I think I need it, but in okay. reality it's not a need. Yeah. Okay. So I would say, I would say my eyelash curler <laughs> <laughs> because I have really long eyelashes. Yeah. But they're straight. Like they go straight out. Yeah. And so I love to curl my eyelashes. Now I don't even need mascara. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I don't feel like I have to wear mascara every day, but I do have to curl my eyelashes when I wake up. Yeah. And so it's a need. Yeah. Right? Right. I can't live without That's it. That's right. It's so funny because I've never curled my eyelashes. Really? I've never done it, but I know a lot of people who do. It's you never, it's though. just never, no, no, I don't know. I probably do, but I've, it's never been part of like my routine. Like, well, it kind of wakes me up. That yeah. sounds weird, but when I curl my eyelashes, it kind of like opens up my eyes. Yeah. And I feel like I'm more awake. So I don't have an answer for this question. <laughs> I just thought it would be a good one to ask you, but I, I, I'm going to think more on it. But yeah. since you just said eyelashes, this is, I hope this comes out right. Yeah. I, I'm trying to, lashes is has somehow become a bigger deal to me. And yeah. like, okay, so you know how there are some people who will wear uh, fake eyelashes yeah, um, naturally and beautifully to like, special occasions yeah well that's like what I feel like has been the thing for like maybe the past 10 years Mm -hmm. and maybe longer I just didn't know it yeah I never did that until 
the last few years, I've been like, oh, okay, because I heard my friend did it, and I'm let me try it. So I would put some on that looked natural and wore them to, like, a wedding yeah. or, you know, a special occasion. But now I feel like everybody wears them at all times. <laughs> and so... It kind of has felt that way. Well, now that they've come out with the ones that you can... You know, yes, on, yes. And, and they look beautiful and natural. And right. And I've... So, like... I don't need them. I probably yeah. do, but not really need need. Yeah. Um, but I kind of am becoming of like, hey, I'd really like to wear those every day too, yeah. but who yeah. has the time to do that? Like, right. But there are people who do it every single day. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, kudos to you if you do that, because I think that's awesome. Yes. Um, great. If yes. you can make them look uh, natural. Now, I the know. ones that look like they've been glued on and you see it. Like the glue, I'm like not a fan, (laughs) not a fan of that. But that's that's something that some people may uh, feel like they need, but not really, you know, but they have to have. It's not a need. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Favorite things. Do you have one? I do. Okay. So it's actually going to be two things and it's the new Chick-fil-A pimento, honey, honey pepper pimento chicken sandwich. Which is sitting right in front of me. I brought one for you to share. I did not bring the caramel cookie crumble milkshake thank you but it is <laughs> amazing I, I need to bring it to you one day <laughs> yeah, you but I was like okay I can't wait to try that pimento sandwich and it is like 100% worth the hype if you like that kind of thing okay and I love spicy I do love that kind of taste you can do it on grilled regular okay. or spicy which one's best? The best to me is spicy. Okay. It just goes so amazing together. The so honey good. With um, the spice. And I'm gonna let you try that in just a second. Okay. Um, and then, but first, let me tell you about this milkshake. Okay. I thought, oh, great, a new milkshake. It'll be awesome because all of Chick Fil A's milkshakes are so awesome, right? The peach is my favorite. Yeah, it's so good. But I haven't tried this one yet. Yeah, Go so ahead. I try it, the caramel cookie crumble, oh. and I'm like, what oh. in the world? Amazing. It is beyond amazing it's the, these like cookie crumble cookies that you taste like it's a is it the chick-fil-a cookie or a different i mean i don't know i have no idea i should oh know gosh. i should know that but let me just say mm. the texture i love it so good addicting so you'll have to try it okay try it try the oh, right now? yeah you want to okay. try it just to taste okay, real quick try it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. here we go is she is wow that's amazing are you just saying so it's that? Honey, it's like a pepper jelly taste. Yeah. Of. No, that's really good. But I need to try it with the bite of the chicken. So I'm yeah. going to do that after we get off air so I'm not smacking. Okay. That's really good. So good. That really, really is good. Mm. Okay, let me tell you my favorite thing really quick. Okay. So mine is not food. <laughs> mine is a hair product. It's Kenra. I think that's how you pronounce it. K-E-N-R-A. They've got all kinds of different lines of shampoos, uh, blow-dry spray. But my favorite right now is the complete moisture moisturizer okay or moisture maybe is the line i think it's blue it's in gray bottles and i'm telling you it is the best shampoo and conditioner for hydrating okay i mean my hair feels not nearly as dry as it was from the summer and it just i don't know it's so much healthier good to know so if you are on the market for something it is kind of pricey and i was trying to be cheap and go around it but it's so worth it it is so worth it. it. Makes your hair just 
so much better. Good to if know. If you have dry hair, like I do. Okay, well, listen, yeah. I'm going to have to try that. Uh, let me just say this and really quick before we introduce our guest. <laughs> okay, what is the your favorite thing last month? The Timu, what is it? Timu. Timu? I don't know Timu? how to Okay, it. yeah. Timu. So we've had, like, listeners this is say, it. This is from oh, that is so cute. Yeah. So cute. And you didn't get your money stolen. No. So Okay, so that's what I was going to tell you. Yeah. So um, uh, we've had lots of customers, I mean, listeners, not customers, listeners, tell us, <clears throat> I made my Timu order. Yeah. And Cade, my seventh grader, yes. saw me get, I don't know, heard me say something about it, and he freaked out. Freaked out. He was like, Mom, that is like a money laundering bike. Uh-uh. Tell Allie she's going to get her money stolen. <laughs> um, so anyway, I was Did like, Did it happen well, to someone? It, he, like, it's a big thing that's known that it is. <laughs> and so... <laughs> But I said, but Allie, she's smart. She tried it on something they couldn't get her credit card right, number right. and just tried it, and it wasn't a yeah. big deal. But you were so smart to, like, you know, let me know that right, and, and right. you know, yeah. consider it to let me know. Oh, <laughs> but um, anyway, I just want to tell our listeners, listen, we don't know for sure what's going to happen every time. <laughs> we don't. But we don't. Allie has but had great experiences. <laughs> yeah. Try it out and just see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Amanda spent the first part of her professional career as a college football sideline reporter. She was the face on camera, a voice on radio, and writer for many feature articles on athletes. At the height of her reporting career, she was one of three female reporters to ever be a member of the Collegiate Radio Network team. She currently works for Varsity Spirit, helping teams prepare for their own game day experience. As the women's ministry coordinator at her local church, God has uniquely prepared her to use passion, life experience, and ministry to lead people to God's word, which is the ultimate playbook. In 2007, Amanda was crowned Miss Louisiana, which allowed her to speak to over 100,000 people during her service year. Her husband, Brent, also serves as the minister of worship for their home church and is principal of a local middle school, They live in Louisiana, raising their small but mighty team of three beautiful children to love Jesus and, of course, cheer on the LSU Tigers and New Orleans Saints. Welcome, Amanda. We are so excited to have you on today. Thank you so much. It is a privilege and an honor. Well, you know what? You are from West, well, you live in West Monroe, where I I'm from, and you have, we have a lot of mutual friends, and I got to meet you, I think it was March, was it in March? Yes. But yes. I, I heard about you, I think a year before that, because my sister had just sent me a text one day and said, I think that Amanda May would be a great person for you to have on sometime, my sister Emily. Um, Yes. And so anyway, it was just so cool because then you guys, um, we all were at the same place and we got to meet and talk and I definitely felt like, yes, she has to come on. And so I'm just glad to, to know that this is the time. Yes, absolutely. Love your family. And um, they're just tons of fun. And I just can't wait to see what God does next in our future. Thank you. They mm-hmm. love you too. Well, um, we're going to let you just um, jump on in and share your story with us. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's a lot there. Um, 
I would say my life is evidence that God is always working and leading and guiding, even when I'm not 100% obedient. Um, And I kind of want to talk to the woman today who may not believe she has a testimony or a good story to tell. And I want to tell her, yes, you do. Because any story about God is good. And I kind of lived there for a while. People would ask me, well, tell me your story or tell me your testimony. And for the longest time, I would say, I don't have a good story. I, I don't have a testimony. God hasn't performed a miracle in my life. So therefore, my testimony is not good. And that couldn't be further from the truth. um, Because yes, he has. He's done amazing things in my life. I was just too blind to see it, honestly. Uh, But just to give you a little bit of background information, I grew up in a small town in Louisiana in Pineville, went to LSU, uh, danced there as a golden girl. My family, we are huge football fans. It was a means in which like we all gathered together. Um, became Miss Louisiana in 2007, and I'll talk more about that a little bit later. But that was a huge moment in my life and had to forgo my senior year at LSU and move to Monroe, just a complete life shift. Um, But I met my husband when I moved to Monroe, and we have three kids. And my husband is a middle school principal and, uh, bless his heart, and a minister of worship And uh, I currently work for Varsity, which is the company that does all things cheer and dance and competition and uniforms. Um, But I also serve as a women's ministry leader at my local church. So life is wild. It's crazy, but fun. And it's also an honor to serve alongside my husband in ministry together. So that's kind of like my story in a nutshell. (laughs) Yes. Oh, well, I can't wait to hear more. Uh, My first question for you is describe two defining moments in your faith. Yeah, absolutely. So I mentioned the whole Miss Louisiana thing. Um, That is one defining moment in my faith. And it was a total life shift because my life was headed in one direction. I was a junior in college and then literally in an instant when a crown was placed on my head in front of a statewide televised audience, my life shifted and changed. Um, I met my husband through the organization. He ended up being an entertainer the year I won. And I don't know if y'all get the Miss Louisiana pageant over in Mississippi, but it's like a huge deal and it's it's televised. There's entertainers. And I'm just going to tell you his pickup line just for fun. Um, he <laughs> was getting he was getting ready to like go on stage and sing to all the contestants for one of the production numbers. And he put his arm around me and he was like, I told my friends in the audience that I was going to hug the prettiest girl on stage. So don't be surprised if I come to you. Well, the funny thing is he actually went and hugged a couple of other contestants before he came to me. Uh-uh. Um, so I'm trying, you know, I'm kind of thinking like, how many girls did you tell this to? Um, but truthfully, I think he was just going for whoever won. Um, and I, I like to say I got lucky that night. I wasn't like the front runner or anything like that, but I knew that God was doing something. And really, um, the purpose of being Miss Louisiana was that God could pivot my life in a way closer to him. I learned so much about ministry through the skills that he honed and crafted while I was Miss Louisiana. I mean, you have to learn how to speak in front front of large crowds and relate to all different types of people. And when you think about what ministry is, it's it's a lot of that. 
um, when I moved to Monroe, I found a church home in Fairpark Baptist Church, and that just led me into a, a closer walk with God and eventually into ministry leadership and family and everything. And I can just trace all of like the good things that God has done in my life to that moment where I won Miss Louisiana, but it had nothing to do with the crown. It didn't have anything to do with the actual pageantry of the event and everything to do about what God was doing in my life and how he was pivoting me towards him. And I see that now. And it's kind of cool to look back and see what God has done through something very worldly, um, but how he can use something so worldly and make it a spiritual thing as well. So that's one defining moment uh, in my life. The other one was the day that I brought my middle child home from the hospital after having her. I had a one-year-old and then I had a newborn. And um, that night, the one-year-old got a stomach virus. And then the very next day, she um, she also had lice. I know this is crazy. It's oh. getting crazy. I had lice. And the baby would have had lice, but she didn't have no hair. So that's where we were. Um, but she was my middle child. And she, you know, those middle children can bring out sometimes the best in you. But it was in those moments of struggle where I realized that there was something missing in my faith. I was checking all the boxes. I was going to church. I was tithing. I was reading my Bible, praying, doing all the things. But it was in that moment of struggle that I was like, I'm missing something, God. What is it? And I realized that it was like the relationship part of your Christian walk. It was the actual friendship part of Jesus that I was missing. And I think it takes a moment of struggle and a moment of weakness to realize where you failed in that sort of relationship. And um, it was defining in my life because I learned how to lean on God in a new way. And I learned, you know, the some of the simple things that we do, like reading God's word and prayer and quiet time and how to actually use those for the relationship building in your faith. And if you've gone to church for a long time, I'm not telling you anything you didn't already know, but I know that sometimes in our life, God's word may feel like a chore over a delight or your quiet time may be anything but quiet. But what I learned is that God has something for us. He's not requiring more from us. He truly has something for us in those moments of struggle and weakness. So those are two defining moments in my life and where I see God has worked and um, he's done good things, even, you know, good things in success like Miss Louisiana, but also good things in weakness and struggle. And so those are the two moments that I chose to talk about. That's so encouraging. And I want to go back back to the first one about Miss Louisiana. And I'm curious when you when you won, or I guess when you were pursuing that dream, because obviously you had to win a local to be able to get to Miss Louisiana. I mean, was yes. that your ultimate goal or like did you even know at that time what God was doing that he was using it as a turning point? Or were you just mm. eyes on like, this is what I want to do. This is where, you know, my next step is. Or were you feeling God kind of just being like, hey, this is, how was your walk with him during that time as you were pursuing that before you won? Yeah, sure. So I would, um, I would venture to say that like I leaned on him and I prayed and I wanted it with all my heart and I wanted it if he wanted it. Um, 
but you know, when I think about where I am to na- now in my faith, like God has exponentially increased that since that moment. And I'll tell you, going into Miss Louisiana that year, um, it was my fourth time to compete. I started competing when I was 17 years old, super young. So at this point, I was 20, which was still young for Miss Louisiana. Usually, your Miss Louisianas were 23 or 24. They were much more mature and out of college and maybe even in a real world job. Um, and the funny thing is you do have to win a title to get to Miss Louisiana. But that particular year, I uh, competed for Miss Report and I lost. I was first runner up. And because there were so many contestants in that preliminary at Miss Report, they allowed the first runner-up to compete and just go ahead and have their spot secured for Miss Louisiana. Oh, wow. So I would venture to say that I was probably the only contestant that did not win a preliminary. I was first runner-up going into that. And I think God did that to humble me, honestly. Yes, Miss Louisiana was the goal. I'm incredibly goal-oriented. And when I lay something before me, like, I am going to fight hard to get there. But uh, he wanted to humble me in that moment. And I worked harder and I got better and no doubt increased my faith through it all. Um, And so, yeah, I wanted it and expected it. But at the same time, I was not the front runner again, like on paper. I looked like the poor contestant that probably didn't belong there because I, I didn't even win a preliminary title to get there. Um, so it was a little bit unexpected. I mean, I, I lost my breath when the crown was put on my head and I have a feeling the audience did too. And funny story, actually, um, the, the, that moment is very confusing. You know, you hear the, the crowd's reaction before you actually know what happened. And so the first runner up actually thought she won. And so she was like, you know, had her hands over her mouth, had her mouth wide open crying. And I'm like so confused. I'm like, wait a second. I think I just won, but I'm not sure. And the former Miss Louisiana kind of like just patted the first runner up away. And then I realized, oh, I did win. Oh, my gosh. Um, But that moment like caught on camera is actually quite comical to go back and look at. We're just so confused. We have no idea what's going on. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that is confusing. Wow. And what what how amazing just God, it pointed to glorify him even more like hearing that back part of the story, too, of how you got there. Um, Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. One hundred percent. And going back to what you were saying earlier, like just answering those questions of, you know, I think about we can look so many times we do not see, there's no way we could see what God has planned. But when we look, Hmm. see just his hand in so many things to um, bring us to where we are. And so I hear that in your story. Another thing, I just think, you know, when you when you said lice, I think it's so funny. It was one of your, you know, your moments. And it's, <laughs> but it's just funny that it, it has, that that's your story. It's, well, that'll make you weak, weak really fast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And, you know, not to mention the postpartum craziness you already feel, you know, after having a baby. And, yeah, yeah. God can work through lice. He can. That reminds me when I had my, um, Cade, my youngest, it must be something about 
after having a baby and just that trying time to lean on the Lord in those those times because we I mean I don't ever remember ever having lice okay but when he was like two months old at school they got it from school somewhere and I am like this mom who is so tired I, I do not have time to be doing this lice thing okay and I know and it was just so like what is going on and Lance was out of the country at the time I'm like it was just kind of one of the worst times so I can like relate a little bit of just that being a trying moment mm. um anyway that's funny that we uh, got to talk about that tell yeah. us how God fulfilled a dream that actually never came true oh yeah I love talking about this um okay so as you know, I'm a huge football fan, love all things surrounding the game. I actually started my career as a sideline reporter, and I just knew that I was going to be the next Aaron Andrews, travel the country. I just had a passion for it, and I saw where God was leading me, um, worked at LSU, did sideline things for them, and then also ULM and radio networks. And ESPN even came down to little bitty Monroe, Louisiana, and covered a radio show that I was doing. So I just saw the future. I saw that God was leading me there. And then all of a sudden, I was abruptly taken from that career. And I now know that it was because a career like that is really hard to have a family and to be a good wife. Um, and I see that now and I know that. But the crazy thing is God never took away that passion of reporting and communicating and loving the game. The passion was already always there, even though he has kind of taken me in a couple of different career ventures. Um, and I found myself asking, okay, God, like, why is this passion still there if you're not going to use it? And if you're not going to use it, take it away, replace it with a new passion that you want me to have. But he never took it away. And um, this past year, we did an event at Fair Park Baptist Church. It was called Champions of Faith. And what we did is we had a couple of women come in with just amazing stories about how God has worked in their life. And as the women's ministry leader, like I kind of headed up this event. I was able to interview them on the stage and 700 women from all over the area came. And then I was able to give a message after that was over with. And a couple of weeks later, when I was just reflecting on what all God had done, I realized that he fulfilled my dream of being a sideline reporter in a completely different way. Instead of reporting on what some might think would be useless sports facts, I reported on how God changed and did amazing things in people's lives. And can I tell you, it was the most fulfilling interview I've ever done in my life. And I just saw why God kept that passion in my heart. It was because he had a plan all along to use it, but I just never would have dreamed how he used it. And so if there's a woman out there that maybe you have a dream and it's, it's an unmet desire, you feel like your dream will never come true, but God hasn't taken that passion from your heart, there's a reason it's there. He is going to use it. He's just going to use it to further his kingdom in a way that you would never, ever expect. So maybe instead of focusing on, you know, the passion that never, or the dream that never came to be, focus on how you can channel that passion 
and a way for God. And I guarantee he will fulfill it for you every single time. I'm betting that you guys probably had a passion for communicating in some sort of sense. And, you know, God's fulfilling that through this podcast. Um, I can think of so many other ways God laid a passion on my heart and never took it from me and used it in a way to glorify him. And I kind of get choked up thinking about it because our vision is so limited. We literally see just what's in front of us and God is working all around us all the time. Um, so yeah, that's the dream that never happened yet. God made come true. Wow. Absolutely. And Allie and I both can definitely find ourselves in that story somewhere. Like, um, it's just, we've been doing this for eight years and we would have never dreamed that God would have called us to this, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe something kind of like this or in a different area. Um, But the verse, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart is the verse Mm -hmm. mind. And so many times we have in mind what we think that is going to be. Um, Yes. God is so faithful to lead us to what, what he wants us to do when we are seeking him and, and we trust him. And so I, I say the same thing. Hold on, um, lady out there, girl out there who have desires and gifts. God does mm-hmm. want to you, and he is and will. He'll continue to be faithful to fulfill that in his timing. And his timing is perfect. Mm-hmm. I, I just think about, too, like his his timing. And Christine Kane, I know you're familiar, Amanda, with Christine. Yes. Um, well, y'all are both Amanda. <laughs> um, one of the things that I'll never forget, she was, I was listening to a sermon that she was preaching and she was talking about the dark room and she meant like back when photographs, you would have to go into a dark room and they would take time and the whole process, it wasn't just like an instant print, mm-hmm. you know, when you want a photograph in your hands or on your cell phone, you had, it, it was a process. I mean, hours, days to have a like actual photo in Mm -hmm. your hands and it had to go in the dark room and it had to go through this process. Um, And she was, she was just talking about how for women, like a lot of times there are, there will be seasons when we might feel like we're in this dark room. For example, for me, when I heard that, you know, I was in the thick of babies and I still am, but like baby babies and feeling alone and trying to adjust to being a stay-at-home mother and giving up a career that I had of owning a gym and just thinking, this is the darkest my room could get. You know, I feel alone. I feel isolated, but I'm thankful for these babies and I'm right where I know that God wants me to be. But the whole time, you know, I just remember him whispering, like, I am growing you. I am teaching you. I am you know, you, you aren't ready for that next step. You aren't ready for that dream. It's not dead and it's not dying, but you need mm-hmm. to hang out here with me in this dark room longer so that I can equip you for when that time comes. Mm-hmm. I love that analogy. Um, okay. So you have a side ministry project called Play for the King. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, you know, um, my passion in sports and God and all of his really cool amazingness showed me how to channel passion and ministry and just overall experiences of being on the sidelines to form this side ministry project. And um, basically what, what it is, is the the theme and the guidelines that I kind of use is 
that we're all playing this game of life. Every day we we wake up and we step into the battlefield and we have an opponent and he on paper can oftentimes look bigger and faster and stronger than us, but we have certain victory in Jesus. And so what I want people to learn how to do is walk in that victory. Um, the three things that I'd love to encourage people through this ministry is I want to teach you how to know God, how to encourage others and how to live intentional lives. And that's another portion of um, those defining moments when I brought that middle child home is all about living intentionally. God had granted me success in my life, but I wasn't using that success for a missional mindset. And um, that was another thing he taught me during those moments. And so I want to teach people to be missional. I want to teach people that God has purpose and plan for you right where you are. And you have to open your eyes to the people and things and places around you because that's your mission field. That's your battlefield. And that's where God has placed you for the perfect timing and the perfect position to do the greatest amount of work for him. And um, I encourage people weekly through devotionals and video teachings. And the goal is to write Bible studies and books. And um, I have a lot of vision. So I try not to get ahead of myself um, and just know that God is, is taking me there just one stair step, one piece at a time. Um, but it's fun. We have a little fun along the way. Uh, you don't have to love sports or game day to appreciate the type of content and material. Um, but you're going to have fun along the way and learn something about God. I love how different it is. Um, it's just a different, I love that he's using your passion to do ministry in a different kind of way. Um, and it's unique. And so, um, what is a scripture that is one of your favorites, something that you cling to? Yeah. Um, what I think is so cool about the Bible is you can find a scripture for every day, every circumstance, every situation. And so like I find that like each new phase of life, I kind of have a new scripture that I cling to. Um, here lately, I've been loving John 15 about uh, Jesus being the vine and we are the branches. And John 15, 15 is my current favorite. And um, the the Amanda translation says, um, before you chose me, I chose you and I appointed you so that you may go and bear fruit that will last. Um, and I love those words because I think the enemy loves to make us feel unchosen as women. And he likes to make us feel that way so that we never step out and do the thing that God needs us to do. And so knowing that God chose you, when did he choose you? He chose you before he even formed the world. And knowing that he's appointed you in the very place that you are for a purpose and for a reason so that you can bear lasting fruit. It's just something that I've learned to love and what I want to impart on other women as well. I'm so excited about just everything that you're doing, all the things that you are going to have resources for our listeners to go and check out. Um, can you tell us where to find those? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I do have something specifically just for your listeners. Uh, if you go to www.playfortheking.com and then there is a menu button on the top left. It has three little lines and there's a tab that says countdown to kickoff. 
if you click on that tab and put in your email, I'll send you a 10-day devotional. And it's all centered around um, just getting ready for football season, but how we also get ready for game day in our life. Because again, every day is game day. Um, it's fun. It will make you think. It uses scripture and there's prayer prompts at the end, just thought provoking questions. So I would love to just give that to you guys. That's Yay. awesome. Thank you. Whoop, whoop. Go Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Allie says hottie toddy. I know I was reading your bio and it, it hurt me to say. Oh, look, I'm in mourning over here because we lost to Florida State. So can I, can <sighs> I share a quick story? Speaking of. Yes. Tigers. Oh, yeah. This is funny. I um, yeah. See, it's not hard for me to say because I'm from West Center. Yeah. But I do live here. It's hard. Well, I, I'm from Arkansas. Yeah. So I came from Woo Pig to hottie toddy. Yeah. Um, but I was living in Nashville with my grandmother doing an internship one summer and, you know, in Nashville, it takes a while to get anywhere. I was trying to drive into town through these back roads and I got pulled over by a motorcycle cop and okay. at the time I had a small car and on the back windshield, it said hottie toddy. And I'm fully aware now that if you go anywhere outside of Oxford, having hottie toddy, like if people aren't familiar with sports or universities, like what, what does that even mean? You know, like she thinks she's hot. Like, I don't know. Um, but he pulled me over and he came up to the window, very serious. And he said, ma'am, you were speeding, but that's not why I'm going to give you a ticket. And I was like, okay, well, what did I do? And he said, well, it's because hottie toddy is on the back of your car. And I <laughs> football for LSU and I said well you know since we're going to play that game I'm just going to have to drive away and oh, God. said well I will not give you a ticket on one condition I want you to yell go Tigers as loud as you can I said I refuse like I will not <laughs> I will not do that he said okay well I'm going to go back and get my notebook and I'll you know write you a ticket and so I did through gritted teeth you know I said it and he said okay have a good day ma'am you can go so I backed up and I just pushed the accelerator as hard as I could and screamed, no way, hottie toddy, and drove off. <laughs> and he never followed me. So got away. That's hilarious. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's serious. It's yeah. a serious thing. It is very serious. So it is. Our days, that's for sure. Thank you, Amanda, for coming on. We've enjoyed talking to you. Absolutely. Thank you to both of you. I love what y'all are doing. Um, I know God's doing great things through y'all.